pick is finally in. With the first pick of the 2014 NFL Draft. With the first selection of the 2018 MLB Draft. With the first pick in the 2003 NBA Draft. Now for the reason we're all here. We have some business to do. The first selection of the two. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Episode 38 of the First Pick Podcast coming at you with the NBA. Vince, we are making the transition slowly into the NBA season. And this is the first part where we're we're gonna be coming at with coming at you with the NBA more often, readily, to the point where we're just gonna be giving you NBA. You know what I'm saying? Coming into spring training for the MLB, transitioning to some other sports here going on. Obviously football is king here at the first pick podcast. But speaking of football being king, uh, I'm gonna need that Alabama game on. You got this, oh. is, this is Auburn, Minnesota. Oh, I, I apologize, sir. I, have, I will transition this, as we speak. <laughs> uh, New Year's Day. Uh, we got some bowl games going on, and, and Kev's trying to torture me with, with some uh, – it's not, not putting Alabama on. Got Auburn and Minnesota. I need to watch the Crimson Tide. You know what I mean? There we go. Quick transition. It is on in three, two, one. NBA edition. This is like our third NBA episode. We're trying to bring them to you. Uh, we were trying to bring them in more more often, but we're going to be doing it now. Uh, episode thirty eight, Kev. Yep. We, we have we have we have passed the uh, what do they call that in track stick when they put it behind? Uh, the pass the baton. Baton, yeah. Yes. So we passed. The, I didn't know if that was the same word. I thought baton was something with like cheerleading and stuff. So uh, we have passed the baton from football to. NBA with our regular scheduled episodes as far as episode 38, 39, so on and so forth. Understood. So uh, from now on, you guys will be getting our our numbered, our numerical episodes will be NBA. Absolutely, absolutely. In the NBA, we're about 35 games in. Give or take, everybody's a little bit off. Some are 34, some are 35, depending on how many you've played so far. But we're about that into the system at 36, um, depending on where you're at, though. But give or take, that's where we're at in the season as far as the NBA is concerned. What's your general view? How are you feeling about the league so far? Going from you know having three players on every team, only five teams able to make the playoffs, I mean, win the championship, the, the, the NBA has totally changed overnight in a summer it went from threes to now pairs and some just really good teams there are some good teams out there who don't have a megastar who i think could really show up in the eastern conference or the western conference if they play well as a squad what are some of your thoughts overall in the nba at this time overall man i i like i like definitely like the the instead of the big threes you know the, the duos so to say um, and I, I, I'm a little bit more intrigued in the NBA this year. I'm also focused a little bit more because I'm playing in the fantasy, fantasy. I almost said fantasy football, <laughs> fantasy basketball league that I'm uh, actively involved in, and it's got me. Um, you know, it's got my ear to the to the court. You okay. know, got my ear to the court more. So uh, I'm finding out about a lot of lower tier players, and it's uh, it's it's more interesting for me this season than it's ever been because uh, I'm not really a big NBA fan. I do bet NBA. I've been betting a little bit more NBA this year and uh, doing a lot better than I did last year because I kind of uh, went through a rut there with NBA betting. So I, I tried to find out what I was doing wrong. And I, I do think that fantasy and, and betting, it, it they, they, they come together and they help one another out. So, um, you know, that's just my overall view for NBA. I'm, I'm more inclined to watch games, whereas though last year, 
you would have had to pull my teeth to get me to even talk about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the only time I bet NBA was once football was done with and um, there was nothing else on because right now it's college hoops and hockey for me. Right. So we're going to do how we've been doing it lately. We're going to start going through. We go by conference and we go through the top eight. And based off of that, we'll go through who's number one, number two, and we'll stop on who we want to stop and talk about. And yeah. maybe, maybe it's short, maybe it's longer, but that's how we're going to set up this pod. So we'll go through the top eight. If you ain't in the top eight, we ain't talking about you. And we may not even talk about you if you're eight or seven. It depends. And we'll, we'll like to also throw in one team that maybe we're a little down on, whether they're not in the top eight or we're a little high on. Maybe a team that we think is, uh, you know, not performing as well as they should be. So they might not be obviously in that top eight or vice versa, a team that's kind of just, you know, they're kind of just getting by right now. And we think there's going to be, you know, the ceiling, the ceiling's going to fall or the right. ground's going to drop out. Or another one. Or they're playing well and they still don't have their best player. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a few, there's a couple of those. So okay. let, let's see what happens. So let's start in the Eastern Conference, Milwaukee. I don't like, is there a ton to say? Giannis no. is great. I think the big thing about Milwaukee, in my opinion, is Giannis is now shooting 34% from three-point. Last year, he was like 25. Like, awful. I think he only took three that. threes at one yeah, point. Yeah, I did see that. He's definitely shooting the three ball a little bit more. If he shoots at 35% is great, I think. 34% is great for him. Imagine he gets to 40. If he gets to 40%, he's going to win. I, I, I don't know how the NBA stops this guy. If you have a Kawhi Leonard, that helps you. But how many other Kawhi Leonards are out there? Not many. And LeBron... Physically, while he is playing more defense this year, I don't think he's going to be able to keep up for a full game long like Kawhi can at this point in time, given his age. So there's not a lot of people that can stand up to Giannis uh, in the way that they need to if they plan on you know get, getting past him, getting into the chip, or getting into the championship and winning from the Western Conference point of view. Um, with the Milwaukee Bucks, my thing is, do you think they can advance further than they did last year? Do you think they can be as dominant as they have been? with just Giannis. Yes. That, like, I, I feel like for me, I, I need there to be another guy. You know what I mean? I know Eric Bledsoe's been missing some time. He uh, he hasn't played since uh, December, excuse me, November 30th. Is is these, the, the other role players, Middleton, DiVincenzo, um, George Hill, Kyle Korver, Wesley Matthews, are these guys enough to get them over that hump? So that's a that's a good question. And you have Middleton who, you know, I think he has played well. I think the last well, the last three games they won. But now going back to the big game that they had on Christmas Day, Bucks versus seventy sixers, the Bucks got beat. That was with Giannis. Giannis got a little tweaked in that game. They went three games without Giannis where they played the Hawks. They played the Bucks and they played the Bulls. I get it. Bum juice teams, not very good, but they went on that on that streak and they won those games without Giannis. I think that's big. If if you can beat bad teams without your best player I think that says a lot about the teams that you have there Middleton 23 points in that game when it came to them playing the Hawks when they played against Orlando Middleton had 21 points so in the games that he has not played I think Middleton is that second guy he's the other guy that you need I think they would have been better if they kept Malcolm Brogdon but I still think they are good enough if Gian all they need is is a team to respect Giannis's three-point shooting and I think they're good to go man that's really all I have on the Bucks. I don't really have much else to dig into on them I just think I, I think it all comes down to his shooting percentage and they they're great on defense that's what they do well that's what they they hunker down there if chris middleton could give them 20 every game like like he's been giving them so far i think they'll be all right in the playoffs 
I can't argue with that. You know, Kev is the is the NBA dude. Uh, I play second fiddle here. You know what I mean? So I, I kind of throw the questions at you. You know what I mean? Uh, well, and another, you know what I want to add to you real fast? Ilyasova. He's another I, I, guy. Yeah, he's been there for a while. I like him. And he's played well, and he stepped up in the time that Giannis was out of the game. He actually played really well in the FIBA World Championships, by the way, too. So I think if, I think they could, they could go a long way. Wow. He is about to return this kick return to the 50. I took Alabama. Yeah, I All right. So, and um, I think Ilyasova might be their third guy. And I think they need to figure out how to give him the ball more. That was it. Talk to me about the Boston Celtics. Uh, they're doing exactly what I thought they would. They play well as a team. The only thing that stinks for them fantasy-wise is that they share so much. Mm-hmm. There's so much sharing going on yeah. between Kemba, between Hayward, between Brown, between Tatum. I got three of them on my squad. And, and my trying, team. trying to get one of them. Yeah. <laughs> we might talk about that next after we break down uh, the rest of the league here. But as far as they're concerned, I, I don't know. They're doing what they're, I think they're doing what they're supposed to do. As long as Hayward stays healthy. They're, they have a chance just like anybody else to make it to the Eastern Conference Championship. I, I don't I don't really think I don't have anything else to add to them at this point in time other than health. Um, I've been I've been back in the the Boston Celtics a lot uh, as a better. You know, what I mean, I kind of pick spots with them. Uh, if you guys listen to our, our football podcast, that we talk about, you know, kind of following teams. That's not just for football. You know, I do it in all sports, hockey, uh, college hoops, NBA. You know, I try to find teams um that that are good against the spread and Boston seems to be one of those teams for me doesn't mean I bet them every night you know what I mean but I I do try to find good spots when they're playing average teams um when they start playing below average teams their numbers gets a little too high for me and when they and I I don't really like going against two good teams in the NBA because the 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 discrepancy sometimes is through the roof you know last night you had the Houston Rockets taken on at home against the Denver Nuggets there was no really key people missing for Denver just Gary Harris and the Rockets smoked them by like 20 something points right I think Denver's a good team and so do I, I think the Rockets are a good team two good teams playing and Denver loses by 20 I I, I kind of try to stick with you know a middle tier team and then a, a good team rather than I, I try to play against two good teams. So Boston's a team I've been tracking uh, when they play middling teams, but not when they play bottom tier because then i got to lay too big of a number. But uh, I like this Boston team. I think like I do think right now, in my opinion, they are the most complete team in the NBA as far as team. Do they have the best players on their team? No, they don't. They have a lot of really good players. They have, a, they have one very good player, you know, and I think they're the best – overall team next to the team that we probably will discuss soon which would be the Philadelphia 76ers oh really I do you think, think so. the do you I do not see the but well let's wait, well, well, you, we, let's gotta wait. Go down, we gotta go down I yeah. just see it a little bit further down we're we gonna have that conversation well, I think there's more you know what this is another thing I'd like to talk about I think there's more complete teams than there's ever been in the NBA not ever but in a long time you know, I think the we'll, we'll we'll get to them, but I think the Indiana Pacers are a great team, and they don't have their best. Oh player. my! Wait, wait, let's wait, let's, 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 wait, let's wait, let's, yeah, let's yeah. get there. So we'll stick on. So just saying, I think Boston is the most complete team in the NBA right now as a team. I we'll, just we'll argue once we get there. Sounds good. You Miami me. surprise. I'm I'm not surprised. No, no, because I. I like the culture there. I, I heard that word. Didn't we talk about that Heat culture? Heat yes, culture. Yeah. Um. That's a, is that a touchdown? Touchdown for Alabama. See you later. Judy. 
Judy, touchdown. Sorry, we're going to give you a little college football while we're we doing movie, NBA. You ever seen the movie ATL? Yes. You remember when he goes, Judy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Judy? <laughs> we ain't going to say the first part because it's a family show, but there's uh, a first part yes. to that. If you've seen the movie at ATL with T.I., you That's know, one of my wife's favorite. She loves ATL. You know, she loves you know what comes before when he says, Judy? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm not surprised with Miami Heat. You talked to me about Heat culture. I didn't know about it, but they they don't surprise me, man. They got uh, they got one of my boys over there that ain't even been playing this year, and that's Justice Winslow. You know where he went to. <laughs> yes, he's a dookie. That's right. So um, I like Jimmy. You know what I mean? Your, your man, I, I, I butcher his name, Bam. Bam Adebayo. Gordon Dragic. I like another guy on the team. Ain't nobody know about him, but I scoop him up in fantasy. You know what I mean? You got to watch this boy Duncan Robinson. Three-point shooter. Okay. You got Tyler Hero. They got some boys. Tyler Hero is one of the draft picks of Pat Riley deserves some, saying, some real on, he Pat. deserves some real I'm not juice surprised. I'm not surprised. On, on, filing, on finding Tyler Hero and coming in and, and then you have and then Kendrick Nunn. They have two Kendrick Nunn too. Kendrick I had him Nunn. in fantasy. I rolled the dice a little bit. I dropped him because I thought once Jimmy Butler came back, his you know, his PT was gonna go down a little bit. If you don't know the the acronym PT's playing time. Yes. Um so I thought his you know, numbers were going to go down a little bit, and I was still getting acclimated to fantasy. I really didn't understand the whole thing of it, and now I regret dropping him. You know what? Uh, the surprise for me, one Bam out of bio. I thought he was going to be good. I didn't think he was going to be this good. Not he surprised. has a chance to get a triple double yeah. with assists, rebounds, and points. This Every guy, night. he do, he can run. He can run the yeah. offense. He'll take a rebound and bring it up. You know, like those are things that you know something you'll see from Draymond Green. But he's far more athletic than Draymond Green mm-hmm. ever will mm-hmm. be in his lifetime. If he is going to be a better version of Draymond, imagine. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go, continue. I, I just I, the kid is just phenomenal to me. He's on my fantasy squad, so I pay more attention. But I drafted him because I also listen to a Miami based uh, a, a Miami yeah, based podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I do. I that's why I have so many Miami Heat players. I I hear because they interview these guys. I got to uh, hear from some of the players, and I heard a, a lot about Bam. So that's why I drafted him in my league. But even so, I, I just thought I just thought he was uh, he he's been spectacular this year for this team, man. I, I got you. I'm not surprised. Not, I did, not surprised with this team. I, I expected them to be doing well. I expected them to be doing better than they're doing. I, they are right where I thought they would be. Well, not really. I don't think I, I I thought that they would be behind the Sixers. I had them in the fourth spot. Uh, when we did our first NBA, our first two NBA pods, I discussed that the Heat were one of my teams that I liked. Um, I didn't see them in the three seed right now, but I saw them floating around three or four, you know, with uh, the Sixers being up there. So, they're kind of down there a little bit further. And then the only other thing is, Jimmy Butler has been a sharer. Yeah. He, I like, uh, oh, t- sometimes to his detriment, I'm like, can you put the ball on the ground? Like, try to put the ball on the ground or, or shoot it, please? Yeah. But he's been great. Like, almost, the, they won the other night. He had 27, 9, and 9. Yeah. The guy is rebounding. He is the player that he thought he was. A lot of people were like, well, Jimmy's trying to force his way in into the 76ers, out of the Timberwolves, all these other things. Um, you heard the story about Jimmy Butler beating the Minnesota starting squad with all backups that one day in practice, talking yeah. all that trash because he thought that. Wiggins and Car Anthony Towns were soft, but he has backed up everything that he said he was, and he's the centerpiece of this team. And I think he's going to be able to lead them to an Eastern Conference championship. He can definitely get them there. There's multiple teams that can, but they have the squad. That's really all I got on these guys start to start off. But I love watching the Heat. I've watched them a few times since being off of work, given December having a baby. It, I, I'm looking forward to the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs, man. Kevin, I'm going to hit you with a substitution. Give me the team that you are most surprised with 
in the Eastern Conference, whether that be, uh, you know, surprised as far as they are um, superseding your expectations or they are, you know, dissatisfying you at the time because you thought they would be better than what they actually are. Man, there's a handful. So I'm just going to focus. Indiana. Indiana is 22 and 12, fifth seed right now in the East without Victor Oladipo. They have Miles Turner. They have Malcolm Brogdon. They have Sabonis. They have some really good players. Sabonis with a crazy dunk the other night, by the way, which was which was very good. But um, they've been my surprise. Their ability to keep to hold water without Victor, they're going to be a problem. When Victor comes back here towards the end of January, I do have Victor Oladipo on my fantasy squad in the NBA. He's been sitting on my bench. I think he's going to come back and give this team a boost. He's going to have to shake off the rust. But once he gets that rust back off, he's going to go right back to being a 25-point-a-game scorer. He's going to be very good, and he's going to take. he is going to help them press other teams for better seeds in this league. Toronto better watch out. Who's also a, who's also a, It's hard to call Toronto a surprise. They've been good. Since I can last remember, since DeRozan and him and Larry have been there, they've been a good basketball team. Maybe not great in the playoffs, but they've always been a good regular season team. They're kind of like the Indianapolis Colts of the NFL before uh, before Peyton Manning got his uh, his championship. They were always thirteen and one, twelve and four. You know, always doing well and couldn't get the big game. So those are my two as far as surprises. And then Philadelphia, I'm very uh, uh, disappointed in. I think they are Joel Embiid or bust. If Joel Embiid is not great, they cannot win basketball games. I've seen them play without him. They've won a few. They've lost a few. Some bad ones. It's like because Ben Simmons won't shoot the basketball. He doesn't shoot enough. And Tobias Harris, good player, but you can't. He's he's a third guy. And you have Al Horford, who's long in the tooth. He's not at his greatest anymore. He's a he's a supplemental player. So that's my view on that. And you know what? I'm just gonna add this in that since we're here, Brooklyn. This is all in order from four, five, six, seven. Ironically, again, normally that's our structure with the NBA. That's kind of how we're doing it. We go down the list from first to eight in the, you know, the seeding. Uh, you know, the substitution is supposed to be to throw off the the monotony of what of, of our NBA structure, but ironically, Kevin went in order of the surprises. And and it's not on purpose, no, I swear. And in Brooklyn, they're sixteen and sixteen to sixteen. They're at the seventh seed. Now, I'm not saying they're the greatest, but they're doing this without their best player. They don't have Levert. They don't have Kyrie Irving, and they don't have Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. What what will this team be next year? Wow. Mm-hmm. What is the Eastern Conference going to be next year? With this team getting all this experience, Spencer Dinwiddie is scoring 26 points a game. And Klay Thompson going to the Knicks. It's going to be great. <laughs> I had to throw my Knicks in there. Come on, man. Go ahead. That was a perfect, perfect dead silence. You've got to leave that dead silence. That's the whole point. That was perfect. But, um, you know, so there are some surprising teams. There's some good basketball teams. Teams, which is so good to hear in the NBA. So some teams that could really make some noise in the Eastern Conference, man. Um, well, you pretty much rounded out, you know, the the eight there. Uh, the only team we left out was the Orlando Magic, uh, which we'll get to. Um, and I I agree with you, man. I think I'm a I'm a little surprised with Toronto because of the guys that they've been missing the last I'd say about two weeks. Powell going down, Siakam going down, and Marcus All. It just seems like Marcus All wants nothing to do with the offensive side of basketball. Uh, and he, he has been missing in action the last few weeks. He's a great defender, um, but it just 
I don't know, man. I watched a few Raptors games, and every time I see the guy play, it just seems like he wants nothing to do with offense, which is kind of weird because usually it's the opposite for basketball. He's a twenty and ten guy at one point. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think he can only focus on one side now. He's old. Him and his brother, they 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 were the cream of the crop, you know, fifteen yeah. years ago, being some young bucks coming into the NBA from Spain, playing the way they play. I think he can only focus on one side, and I think it's good for them that he's only going to be the defensive guy. They don't really need the points. You have Red Van Vliet is going to come in and score. Powell can score. Kyle can score uh and Siakam like you know I don't think they really need him for that anymore I think he's a he's a leader guy old guy and defensive guy going into this league or, or going in going into the Eastern Conference yeah I can't argue with that I just you know I like I said I um I'm just I guess I'm disappointed but it sometimes that happens when you get a guy that that their career comes to an end right. you know what I mean I guess you see them differently one dude I wanted to point out on this Raptors team that I've been keeping my eye on I, I might butcher his first name but Rondé Hollis Jefferson uh, he's a forward for this team. I've been keeping my eye on him for fantasy. Uh, it seems like a guy that gets a lot of playing time when when Powell's been out and Siakam's been out because he plays that forward position there. And uh, I don't like what I'm seeing there. We're watching this Michigan. What game is it? The Citrus Bowl? The Citrus know. Bowl. They're about to they look like they're starting to pound the rock. We'll see if they yeah. can stand up to it. Anyway, um, this is a guy I wanted to point out for this team. I think he's been performing well. And uh, Pacers, I agree. Everything you said, uh, pretty much I would say the same thing verbatim. They've been playing well. Uh, the one thing that you did just point out to me is that there are two brothers on this team, Holiday, Justin Holiday, and and uh, Aaron Holiday. Yeah, I, I had no idea that they were even related to Drew <laughs> Holiday, which is I think is cool. Um, you said that there was a picture out there, and I remember seeing it. I just didn't know the context of it, and it all makes sense now. You know, you would think somebody sees three guys holding the jerseys up with all the same last name that they would all <laughs> they're all brothers, but apparently I didn't know what I was talking about there. It happens, um, man. Anyway. Uh, and the Sixers, I I do think that Joel Embiid is the you know centerpiece of this team, like you said. But I do think that they'll get it clicking at some point during this year and play better as a team. You know what I mean? I, I just I I don't know why I have that feeling, but I do. I think that they do have such good talent that they could figure. They just have to figure out how to utilize it as a team, and you know. How can they perform when Joel Embiid does his load management junk? You right. know what I'm saying? And he actually needs it, though, man. He is one of those, you have to, like, I can ma- imagine they load manage Yao Ming. If oh, you're yeah. that yeah, big. You, you might get some more. Right, because uh, think about it. Joel Embiid is seven great foot example. tall. He's 280. Like, the body is only meant to last that long with that kind of pounding. For yeah. So, I, in my opinion, because I'm with you on the load management, everybody, like Kawhi, all these other guys. But when you have a guy like Joel who's that large, you're managing, like, you're, you're managing evolution you know, <laughs> to a certain extent. Because yeah. the guys that big aren't supposed to be that athletic and it kills their joints. So, with him, I kind of get it. But I, I, I don't like how they look when he's not there i'm looking at some other teams like brooklyn like indiana like toronto when their best players are down they can still win basketball games i don't see that from the 76ers as much i agree um and rounding out the the final eighth team here orlando magic um how do you feel about this team right now currently sitting in the eighth seed uh 14 and 19 overall what's your take on this team kev i mean i just think for me uh a lot of young guys you know what i mean with a few vets mixed in there but then you even have some of their better players uh like Alfaru Gaminu uh did I say his name right yes okay yeah um he's been hurt on and off uh today Michael Carter Williams ain't playing yeah Fournier who's a good scorer Markel Fultz 
Fultz, yeah, decent. He's been, he's been he's been doing good for them. Not so first round draft pick level, but, but maybe maybe he gets there. He seems like he's got his mind back. He's not scared to shoot the, the basketball. You have the the old school dunk champion Aaron Gordon, uh, who you know being athletic, doing things for them. But this he's not a game time decision today, by the way. Right. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they finish eighth in the league. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I can agree with that, but then, Kev, when I look at these bottom eight teams in the Eastern Conference, I'm going to tell you that <laughs> this is the, this is the scrap heap yes. of the NBA right here. Like, I'm not – there's none of these teams that I am like – I'm telling you, bro, from, from 9 to 15, I'm not surprised at all. Nope. Like, the, the only thing I'm happy about is the Knicks ain't the worst team in the league. It's, it's the Atlanta Hawks. And that's mainly because you know they've been they've been even struggling more so now because um, Trey Young is hurt. Uh, we don't know how long he's going to be out for, but that's gonna that's definitely hindering Atlanta, uh, Detroit. Nah, I mean, there's a few guys on that team I, I like, but they just don't have enough. The Wizards, they're they just have so many injuries, dude. They they're playing guys from the D League left and right, and they're to me they're a trash team as it is. Cavs stink. Nothing but young guys. You know, they got a long way to go. I do like Sexton, though. I I do. I like that pick. Like, if LeBron had stayed, I don't know. I I thought he was a good addition to that team. But go ahead. And and, and how do you feel about the Bulls? I feel like they're – I thought they would be a little bit better this year. But uh, 13 and 21 right now. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think about these bottom these bottom feeder teams here in the Eastern Conference? The only one that I like because they have a good mix of veteran and great players who might get that A spot is maybe Detroit. I think so. When too, you yeah. have Blake Griffin, when you have a Drummond, when you have a when you have a Derrick Rose, you might be able to get with some experience and some explosiveness. You might be able to get into that A spot. I think they have the best chance of finishing the league, other than the Orlando Magic finishing in that A spot. I think everybody else kind of main. The, I think the rest of the top eight will just shift and move around uh, i don't see anybody else coming up from the bottom into that eighth or seventh spot i agree i, I just watch uh, i've been i've been looking at detroit a lot because i like them at home they're the, to me they play a lot better at home i mean most teams do but they are completely you know trash on the road so it, it, it the, the 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 home road split there or what they call it the home road dichotomy is just absurd to me they were in utah a few days ago and they got smoked by 23 points by the utah jazz um I just can't trust a team if they can't play good on the road. And again, that 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 whatever whatever team that eighth seed is in the in the Easter Conference, you know what I like to call that sacrificial lamb. They ain't going far anyway. Right. We ain't going to see no Golden State Warriors when they beat the you know they were the eighth seed and they beat Steven the Dallas Jackson, Mavericks. By, yeah. Byron Davis, yeah, Byron yeah, Davis, he did it. Yeah, that that ain't happening this year. Um, but yeah, that that kind of rounds out the East Coast there, Kev. Yes, sir. Um, let's get to the West. You know who it is. Starting exactly where I want to start. Talk to me. LeBron James. Oh, boy. I'm starting here because yeah, I'm so sick. I've heard, I was on Facebook. Somebody was like, he's not top five. Oh, God. Bruh, I don't know about that. Get out of here. Yeah. Stop. Stop with what? this. I can, I can see the argument for number one. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on number okay. one. But not top five. Get out of my face and don't talk to me about basketball. He is the only player in the league in history with 9,000 rebounds and 9,000 assists. And he and he's the youngest at 35 to get over 34,000 points. Get out of here. Can get I ask out. you a question that I think is is something with NBA that I don't I don't know maybe maybe I'm bugging. I feel like the NBA fans are so much more opinionated than NFL fans. Agreed. Or, Okay. Yes. So you agree. Why? 
I don't know. I'm going to tell you why. Why? Because when we talk NFL, we back it up with stats. There's stats behind it. Back up the NBA with stats. Why not? Why not back up the NBA with? I hear so much opinions from NBA fans. Oh, this guy's better. This guy that LeBron's not top five. We're always we're constantly comparing LeBron to Jordan or you know two different players. To, by I, the way, I got you. But so and so to Iverson or whoever you know uh, Curry to so and so Curry to Kobe. We don't do that in the NFL. No, we don't. We don't, we don't every week we're not like. Oh well, Tom Brady and Joe Montana. What is the difference? Why do why do we do that? And I I think one of the major things with with uh, NFL is fantasy. You know, people are so entrenched in fantasy statistics. Well, he had ten receptions for one hundred and thirty eight yards. Even the the second tier NFL fan, which I consider to be someone who doesn't really watch the NFL like that, but they do because of fantasy. You don't get that in the NBA. You don't get that second-tier NBA guy that says, well, Derek Favors had a double-double because he had 13 rebounds and 15 points. You don't get that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you'll, but, but I, tell, I bet you somebody will tell you Latavius Murray's rushing yards last week right. that they had him on the squad I or if they you. played against him. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I that that is one of my um, knocks against the NBA fan. You want to talk to me about... Why you think, and I'm just using that person for example, they're saying LeBron's not f- top five. Okay, why? Get, like, what? Give me the statistics why he's not top five. Can I just ask? So when you tell me this team is better than that team, why? Don't just, I don't, I'm tired of hearing opinions. That's why, you know, I kind of falter to the NFL a little bit more right. because there's statistics to back it up. What? Okay, uh, you told me before. We're going to allude to our NFL episode. See, Al Seahawks are better on the road than they are at home. I gave you their home numbers. You're right about that, Kevin. Then you gave me their road numbers. You were right about it. Give me the statistics, NBA fans. I want to hear that. Now, one thing I will say to NBA statistics are a little more, especially the next-gen stats from the NBA, uh, defense efficiency, points per possession, points per 100 possessions. There is a little bit of difficulty in trying to understand why those the things matter. the same thing matter. in the NFL. Like I would QBR and, and, uh, we do. You know, and we keep it to the yak. basics. Right, you know, points per game. You, you how many points, points per game? game? Assists, rebounds, steals, blocks. That's right, just, that's it. Right, and keep it simple. And I'm with you on that. But when it comes to LeBron, like people say, not top five. First of all, he is 35. He went from being the best player in the league to now being the best point guard in the league. He for the next four years, he'll be the best point guard the league has ever seen. So on a bad night from LeBron James, on a bad night, you're gonna get 18, 15, and eight, and probably two steals and a couple blocks. Are you kidding me? That's a bad night. He is now the best point guard. He's transitioned to the best point guard in the league. Who does that? Who tell me? Somebody tell me who. Tell me somebody else who transitioned from being the best player to now just dominating one position. And you need to do that in the NBA if you want to stick around. I mean, yes. sometimes they have that in the NFL where you have you know uh, a cornerback that will convert to a safety. You know because he's getting a little bit slower. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe over the time put on a couple extra pounds. So now you got you know we bring him more wood. If you were as a running back, maybe now you transition to a fullback. You were the tight end, you transition to a I mean, excuse me, a receiver transition to tight end. Those things happen in other sports. Same thing with hockey. You know, you might have been a good you know offensive guy. Now you maybe transition to defense as you're getting older. And I can see that with LeBron. And that's so. what Michael and Kobe did. Michael, but they didn't change positions, right? LeBron just changed yeah. his total position. 
Like, he's like, no, 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 I'll just be the best point guard now. I'll lead the league. I'll just lead the league in assists, 11 and a half assists a game, but more than anybody else. I think he's leading by one and a half, I think, or something something ridiculous when it comes to assists per game. I think it's like 10.3, whatever it was. But he is, he, he is phenomenal. So that's the only thing I really have to say. And um, his vision, everything about it. How you feel about Anthony Davis? Because he's now the lead. He, he lets Anthony, yeah. Anthony Davis is the lead of the team as far as the scoring is concerned. I agree. He should be. I, I like what they're doing. I'm, I, I'm not going to say I'm surprised. Surprised with I am. I'm a little surprised how good the Lakers are doing as a team. You know, I mean, listen, let's face it. Okay, it's LeBron and AD with a little with a little salt and pepper of Kuzma in there. That's what it is. And he's been kind of hurt, so it's kind of yeah. been them. And I don't know how much longer he's going to stay there with the drama. Right? You know, Le- LeBron don't He'll do, ship you out. LeBron bro. don't do drama. No. Last time somebody did drama, Delonte West. You know what I mean? He uh he, he hit the road. That's awesome. Hey. You hit me with a Delonte. Hey, what? LeBron don't do drama. So Kuzma and your trainer, you know what I mean? You guys want to yap your gums? You are gonna get sent. Charlotte, you know I mean? and, see, uh, see, enjoy Charlotte. Yeah, uh, yeah. You go, you, you going there or you going to Atlanta? He'll be vindictive, man. He'll send you to a bad one. Um, but I, I I'm surprised uh how good those two guys are. I'd like to see a little bit more from the role players though. You know what I mean? Defensively, they do the job. They All do. of them. Cowboy you got Pope, Rondo, yeah. Caldwell Pope. Ron, Rondo don't get as much time as I thought, though, man. He you know? doesn't. But when he you plays, know. he plays. Dwight Howard has been phenomenal. Had, you know, I bet. You know what? I'm I'm surprised with Dwight Howard. I am too. That's a so I may I am I'm surprised overall with this Lakers team how good they are. I gotta say that. And they they've been really good this year. So I won't stick too much on them. I just wanted to make it clear: the first player. With nine thousand rebounds and nine thousand assists, and he's not top five. I don't want to. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. I can give you number one. All right, we can argue about that all day. But to say this man is not one of the best all around, the the he is the best all around player in my opinion. I like who else does more for a team mm-hmm. defensively, rebounding, assist, and then who else can transition seventeen years in to being the, pe- the the best at one position instead of just being the best in the league. I got you. I, I can't argue that. Second team up, Denver Nuggets. Talk to me about this team. Uh, I give you my one. I got one thing with Denver. They can't win on the road. What's their road record? You said eight and six. Eight and six. Yeah, a little bit above five hundred. But Denver, to me, their whole thing is the home court advantage because you got to go to altitude. It's tough to play. You know, dudes. Excuse me, short breath because of the altitude. In the playoffs, that matters only in Denver. When they got to go outside of Denver, they don't, they don't, they don't impress me. That's just my take on them, uh, and you know, that's all. That's all I got. And as far as they're concerned, Jokic has not been the guy that he was last year. There was a certain like he he was unstoppable. It seemed last year. Right mm-hmm. now he's coming in under. Right now he's eighteen in points, nine in rebounds, uh, nine rebounds per game, and then six assists per game. And, and last year he was up over ten on those rebounds. He was up over twenty on those points, and a little bit more on those assists. So uh, I'm a little concerned about how he's playing, not playing as well for these guys, but. I do think they're still a good team. When you have Paul Millsap, you also have Jamal Murray. You also have a Michael. If Michael Porter Jr. steps up his game and becomes the guy that they hope he can be, he could be the leveling. He can level things out for them and make them a play a team that can actually beat one of those top teams, whether it be the Clippers, whether it be the Lakers, whoever you want to look into. But as of right now, they're second in the West. It's kind of hard to argue <laughs> with these guys right now, given that they're playing pretty good. So um, that's really all I got on endeavor myself okay uh moving along third team in the western conference as of right now 
the other Los Angeles team, Los Angeles Clippers, twenty four and eleven. Uh, where do you got them at right now? How do you feel about this team? I think they're just pacing themselves. Yeah, me too. They strike me as a team that's like, oh, we'll just pace around. We'll take a loss here. Sit Kawhi there. Paul George is getting his legs back, starting to get back into the game after having a nice hiatus at the beginning of the year. I feel like they're just a team who's who's just taking a nice jog through the regular season. I can't agree more. I mean, that's a great analogy. I think that they they could turn it on when they want to. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, you see somebody in the gym and, like you said, they're jogging on a treadmill and they hit that speed button and you just like oh man look at that it look like Forrest Gump you know what I mean like he just takes off right I think that is the Clippers like I don't think we've seen the best of them yet not you even said they're not they're not so great on the road themselves um they're they're 10 and 8 so okay, they, yeah. they could be better yeah uh, I don't think we've seen the best of them yet uh I had them on Christmas Day uh, uh against the Lakers um, and then I hit them again when they were down 13 at halftime at plus three something i forget what it was money line but that was a nice payday that was a nice christmas gift to myself so i I hit my full game bet and then i hit my halftime bet uh bet also uh, at plus money i believe in this team a lot because i believe in Kawhi leonard that i think he's one of the best players in the world right now and i i'm starting to really like the guy uh more than the player too i love the privacy of the dude i saw the one thing they were like uh did you see the one clip i think i might have sent it to you when they asked him what's the what's christmas like in the leonard household and he said that's private i don't want to talk about that with you guys okay i love that all right i love that see i'm the i don't mind him i, I don't mind him not saying it that's his prerogative yeah. i like to hear those things but i'm, I'm the kind of guy i'll just tell people anything so yeah. i'm the opposite I'm the opposite when it comes to that, but I have zero problem with him wanting his privacy. Zero. I issue. love that. I love that. Talk to me about basketball. Don't talk to me about what my what me and my kids are opening uh, on Christmas. Day. Understood. Next team up, Houston Rockets, sitting currently twenty three and eleven, the fourth seed. Um, I'm gonna go first, Kev. I'm not impressed. They ain't gonna win. No. No, no there's a bunch not, of work. selfish dudes on that team. <laughs> I won't say selfish. I'll say they are a bunch of selfish okay. dudes on that team, and they don't play together as a team. They they strike me as a – it's like a street street game, like a pickup game. You know what I mean? I've been on that team where those guys that I want to score all the points, that's Harden. He don't – sometimes he takes plays off in the middle of the game. I thought him and Russ would do a little bit better. You got Eric Gordon coming back now. He's got two games under his belt. I'm looking to see how that's going to work out. I don't, I'm not. I don't. My no problem is I have zero problem with James Harden playing. New. That's why he he doesn't even like playing that much. I've said it on this podcast before when we've done NBA. He doesn't like it as much, especially when it's not working. But I have heard some crazy good coaches. Rick Carlisle. I heard uh, Popovich. A few coaches that are trying defensive things. Literally, teams are throwing two players at James Harden immediately. Like immediately, it was actually p- played out perfectly. On Christmas Day versus the Warriors. The Warriors switched up how they threw traps at him. So they were throwing double teams and traps at him all day, forcing him to throw the ball away, pass to somebody else. And of course, when you're throwing the ball to the most inefficient player in the NBA, the best, most inefficient player in the league in Russell Westbrook, that helps you win games versus the Rockets because Russell Westbrook can't shoot the ball, but he shoots the ball as if he can shoot. 
It's like, get to the basket, bro. You are a athletic freak. You are not a shooting freak. You are not Steph Curry. You are not Klay Thompson. You are not Kyle Korver. You are none of these guys. You are unbelievably inefficient, and you need to stop shooting three-point shots. I'll I'll take your mid-range, and I'll take whatever you can give me there, but stop shooting threes, and Michigan missed that field goal. That Oh, they made it. That's crap. But either way. I don't see them winning anything. I, I, I have a hard time seeing them coming out of this game with anything. But I will. James Harden has revolutionized basketball. He really has. The way he plays, and I know you don't, I, like it's not aesthetically pleasing. It's not any of those things, but it is different. It's something that's very difficult to guard where these good coaches are saying, I have to find some way to stop this guy from getting 40 points. He's averaging mm-hmm. 39 points per yeah, that's pretty, game. That's pretty sick. I Crazy. Can't, yeah, can't front on that. No, I'm with you. I just, um, you know, to me, they are, uh, they're just like I, I like to say, the sacrificial lamb. They will get to the playoffs and they will get smoked by some team. Uh, I think it's funny too that they they still can't beat the Warriors. They can't beat the Warriors even without their good players. I think that's funny. The, but they were one Chris Paul away from beating the Warriors. No, playing this style. Yeah, but they. Didn't. I think Chris Paul is a is much better version. I can't believe. Why would it. you trade Chris Paul but for Russell it. Westbrook? But they did it. I don't get it. They didn't. But I'm just saying it was good enough to get to a game seven, which means it was good enough for them to win that game seven. No, I agree. Um, player I wanted to talk about on this team again is very very hard to find. Uh, you know, guys on this team because the main guys are so selfish in my in my opinion that you're not going to see you know um, some up and comers shine light. But this dude, uh, I've been keeping my eye on Isaiah Hartenstein. Um, dude's out of Germany. All right, he played in the NBA D League, or excuse me, the NBA G League for two years for the uh, Rio Grande uh, Valley Vipers. He won a championship in 2017 in Germany, and he also was an NBA all an All NBA G League second team player won a championship in 2019 in the NBA G League, and he was also the finals MVP in the NBA G League. This is a guy you want to keep your eye on, ladies and gentlemen, um, because the last couple games he's been playing, uh, he's been he's been showing out. Uh, his first game, he had 9 points, 13 rebounds. Second game, 19 points, 9 rebounds. And uh, just two days ago, 16 points, 12 rebounds, double-double. Seven-foot boy. He's a big dude. I got my eye on him, and uh, just something I wanted to throw out to the listeners. This guy might be a gamer. You know what I mean? He won a championship in Germany. He won a championship in the G League, and he was the the MVP of that championship series. You don't just, you know, in basketball, there's talent in, in all different areas of the world, and uh, they might have found a little gem with this dude. I like that, and a little insight on somebody we may not have known. But quick substitution. In the West, who is somebody that you're disappointed in, just like you asked me in the East, and who is somebody that maybe has exceeded expectations from your point of view? If it's multiple, one, two, whatever you got, hit me. What you got? Um, easiest disappointment, Portland Trailblazers. I, I agreed. I, I mean, I know that uh, you know, Jerkic, I, I say Nurkic, Nurkic uh, is a big part of this team, and he was there for the beginning last year, and then went down. But I, what else are they missing? You know what I mean? Hendoza's been on and off the court. Uh, am I saying his name right? Mario Hendoza? That I don't know. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll look at if that, make sure I'm saying it right. But I just don't understand 
what they're missing. And then they, I mean, I one thing I know they're missing is depth. They literally have no guys coming off this bench. They've been starting Ken Baysmore often, more often than not. Uh, they obviously bring in Carmelo Anthony, which I think is great for this team. But I just, I still, I can't understand with Dame, Anthony, and McCollum how they're not, you know, getting it done. They're, it's still early in the season. NBA is a long season. I don't think that they can't not get it in the playoffs. But those three dudes need to learn how to play together uh, a little bit better. Can I just shed a little sure. light for you? Their point differential, they are minus one, one and a half points. So they can't, I, I think, I don't think they're physically imposing enough. Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum could be taken advantage of defensively. Okay. So I feel like teams can work against them. So if they can't outscore you, then they're not going to win basketball games. They don't have anybody who can oppose uh, a Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, or who can oppose a LeBron James, who can even oppose even a Jamal Murray and a Jokic. Like they, that's part of I think their biggest problem is defense and not being as physically imposing as they need to be on defense to make the stops when they need to make them. That's just my that's my little insight on the team. Yeah, and I know that Zach Collins, a guy that, that they were counting on this year, he's having surgery. He's going to be out for a little bit longer. They're really thin. They have no depth, in my opinion. Um, I thought Whiteside would be playing a lot better for them. I'm not seeing that out of him. I mean, he's he's you know he's doing good, but I just thought we'd be he'd be doing way better. I just don't think he's a life changer. I don't think he's like a life a team changer. But he, I think he's a, a a piece to a machine. Like if you added him to like a Lakers or a team that that's already at the top, I okay. think he could be more of a, uh, a have more of an imprint than on a team that needs a little bit more. It seems in Portland. I could I could, I could get that. My surprise as far as a good team, OKC, Oklahoma City Thunder. I, I, I mean, I felt like they traded Chris Paul there and left him for dead. Like, you know, I, I really thought that this roster was going to be poopty scoop. I really did. I, I didn't see them performing as well as they have been. Uh, last 10 games are 7-3. and three. Uh, They won last night. I had them last night plus 3.5 at home. Home dogs, I love them. 3.5 against the... Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, they they went down a little bit there in the beginning, and I thought about hitting them. I was going to wait, Kev. I was going to hit them again at halftime, uh-huh. but they were only down one at halftime, and I wasn't getting much value on them, and I already had the three-and-a-half points, so I just stuck with that. And they wound up uh, having a late a late run at the end of the game and, and won the game outright, um, so I didn't even need the points. But I, I've been surprised with this team, and uh, I've been backing them a little bit more than, um, than I guess, other teams – that are you know better because they're catching points a lot of times where I don't think they should be. Um, I'm impressed with this team. Again, I I just thought that the roster that they had together uh, was looked like scrap heap, and they, they I felt like they threw Chris Paul um, you know to the abyss, and this team was just going to be worse than they are. Um, I've been impressed with Hamadou Diallo, and uh, they they've been. What about and, Shea Alexander? Also, he's been killing it too. And it is that one dude. Uh, is that yeah? Okay, I was gonna say there was that one dude. I I used to guy that I was calling him the guy with the three last the three names. That's the three names. I didn't know that was him. <laughs> so yeah, he's been killing it, man. Schroeder's been all right, even though he's been hurt here and there. And uh, Danilo Gallinari, who's he, always been a good yeah, scorer, he can't he can't stay healthy. Yeah, that's his. But he's been killing it, and um, they've been when he's out. Nerlens Noel's been playing well for them. I did think we were gonna get more playing time from him. Um, and Stephen Adams, he's just I don't know. He's, he's a like. Monster. Yeah, I mean, I, I, how like I'm trying to think of the word to use him, but he's just like a staple on this team. And uh, in the early 2000s, he'd be one of the best centers in the league. I agree. He's just in a different NBA where his skill set is not as important as it used to be, but he's still a really, really good basketball player. Yeah, 
Um, I like this team, man, and, and they surprised me so far. So that's that's my surprise. Uh, those those are my my you know at, when you throw in the substitution, that's okay. them there. Uh, going back down the list, we're going to the five spot. Dallas Mavericks. This team, uh, I don't know, Kev. As good as they are, to me, they look great some games, and then other nights, like last night, they collapsed. Now I will tell you, I've been riding OKC a little bit. And I also saw a late scratch for the game that made me make my decision to pull the trigger on OKC. And that was that Kristaps uh, Porzingis missed that game. Right. So I will put that in there. But still, I just feel like Dallas has a lot of games that they win that they shouldn't. And then they lose games that they shouldn't. Does that make any sense? Agreed. Okay. And part of my problem is, like right now, if we were starting the playoffs today, Dallas would be playing Houston. I think they win 4-2. I can see that, yeah. I, th- I think Dallas I beat wins 4-2 in that series. And then I see them going to Denver and losing. And then also, it looks like Seth Greenberg, who used to be a coach for somebody in college, I forget who he was, mm-hmm. but he is now ESPN talking head. He thinks the Mavs reached the Western Conference Finals. How you feel about that one? No way. <laughs> I, 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 I do like the Mavericks a lot. I like them, you know, I definitely would look at their, you know, um, postseason odds as far as like how you know for them to make it to the postseason what seed things like that but nobody's getting past the clippers or lakers okay cut it out mm, i will see uh, we'll you, see you know, what? You, I, i'm with you because it's seven games over seven games that's the best part Come about on, man. that's the best part about the nba you have a seven game series that's you find out who the real best team is uh, yeah. so i i do appreciate that about them and uh, what about the jazz here man i think they're they're, go, they're going under the radar and they're going to wind up surprising and spanking somebody early on in this playoffs right now they are the sixth team in the west and they would be taking on the clippers right now if the if the playoffs were going on so what is your thought on that because i think they will give them a hard time i think that you know the mike conley thing ain't working out I think that, you know, he was supposed to be something, and he's not. He's not doing what he should be. Like, the, the piece to get him there, it ain't working. You know what I mean? And I like Mike Conley. I got nothing against his team. You know, you know. it just, I don't know. They something. were expecting him to be great. They were yeah. expecting him to be what he was in Memphis, yes. and he has yeah. not been that. Exactly. That, I mean, that's really my biggest thing with them. Um, I got my boy, Moran uh, Bogdanovich. That's my dude, my fantasy guy. So, he's been holding me down. Um, I like this team, man, but I feel like they're missing something. You know what I mean? And, um... I want to see more from Rudy Gobert. I want to see more. You know what I mean? He is what I think he is what he is though. I don't think he's ever going to be the the points monster that I think some of us want him to be because I think that's the only thing that's missing because when it comes to defensive efficiency, the guy is awesome. He's great. 14 rebounds a game. He leads the league and uh, he leads the uh, the team in blocks with almost two per game. He is a defensive monster. Literally, he was the reason why the USA has such a hard time in FIBA. He he literally beat the USA on his own in FIBA this summer because of what he did around the basket defensively it was it was awful to watch actually i want more yeah uh, okay. he's not my fan he's not even on my fantasy team but i'm saying like it, it, for me to believe in this team i want more because i right, agree what you're saying right now right now it's 14 and 14 and one assist a game that's his average as of right now yeah um and then we round out uh the the, the western conference with the san antonio spurs sitting at 14 and 18 they're just not good enough no and they're young this is popovich's youngest team that he's had uh since he's been a coach and um, and his two best players have never won anything on their own. Yeah, 
Uh, no. You had Lamarcus Aldridge, who was in Portland, who got them to he got them into the playoffs and played well there with yeah. them in the playoffs. But you know, not doing much. And then DeRozan also getting into the playoffs doesn't do much in the playoffs. And I, I just don't think DeRozan's uh, he's not like to me he's not a Popovich guy. And I also thought that his heart was guy. stolen. I felt like his heart was stolen yeah. a bit yeah. when, when he got taken from Toronto. Yeah, to, I, I got you. Yeah, you know, but they, hey, listen, you got to do what you got to do. You know, that was the piece. I don't think it's working out for San Antonio with DeRozan. I don't see him coming back there. Aldridge will retire there. He's a Popovich guy, um, in my opinion. But that's all I got with those things. Anything else you want to talk about with the Spurs? No, I'm good, man. Um, a few minutes left. Kev, you want to dive into some fantasy talk? Yeah, let's look into it. Yeah. Let's see what I – right now, me and Vince play in a fantasy league. It's called Sebo's Fantasy Factory. Shout out to at Sebo Says, I think, on Instagram. He also does the the podcast for uh, for, for the, the love, love of the, the game. game. Um, and he's been on our podcast before, so we're doing a, uh, a basketball fantasy league with him. And um, right now, I'm 4-6, and six, not doing that great. But I've also been sitting on some players and sitting on some injured players as of right now in hopes of uh, getting them back. I have Victor Oladipo sitting on the bench. I do have I have, I have three Celtics, and I also have three Miami Heat players. So I am looking to get rid of one from each team and maybe turn those two guys into a better player and then pick up another bum to go on the bottom of my my uh, my roster. So what are your thoughts? What do you got going? Uh, right now I'm sitting at 5-5. Five and five. Uh, Unfortunately, though, I'm in the – I'm in the better division of the two. Um, it seems like uh, the structure here, the playoff structure, only four teams make the playoffs. I don't know if that's normal. I don't. This is only my first uh, NBA league, so uh, that's very discouraging. Knowing that only four teams out of twelve make the playoffs, so um, uh, I, I'm I'm a, I'm behind the ball here. I lost Steph Curry, you know, my number one draft pick, and it's been it's been crushing me. It took me about two three weeks to get uh, acclimated to fantasy basketball, kind of make an understanding of what actually goes on and uh, by the time I did that man I, I, I I've been behind the ball ever since ever since I kind of caught on to what how this actually works in my opinion I've been doing fairly well I lost a heartbreaker last week because I just ran out of players man I'm I'm uh, I add scrap heap from the waiver wire day to day and just try to make my team the best possible because I don't really have any good players losing Steph was big though yeah man, that hurts you that that hurts really bad <laughs> yeah um mix that in there with you know this being my first year it's been tough for me uh in my division I have a nine and one team eight and two team and seven and three team uh if I was in the other division right now I would actually be in I would actually be in third place uh I would be in third place because I have the other guy by points I'm actually outscoring uh, the second and third team in my division, who's eight and two and seven and three. Uh, yet I sit at the fourth seed because of my record. Um, so I'm trying to get a hang of it. And uh, Kevin and I are trying to work a trade, trying to figure something out uh, with each other. Because like Kev says, he has a few guys uh, on the same team that he wants to move. Uh, however, I'm not too savvy in the value of each individual player yet and where you know where to move things around and so on and so forth uh seen a lot of trades though in this league kev do you have any takes on that because i again well, it was one that everybody disagreed with and even that, our, yeah, our was, commissioner thank you chris bomar for just taking over the team and just putting the best players in because obviously but all the other ones that came after that i do think there was a winner and a loser but i don't yeah. think it was anything egregious about it i, I think one player the, the 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 player who gave up uh 
gave up Jokic, gave up Chris Paul, and I forget who the other player was. I can look into it's the, all good, yeah. But I think they gave up a little much. I get I get that James Harden is the number one fantasy player. He's over 100 points a mm-hmm. night in the league that we have. We have a very high-scoring league. But, um, you know, as far as that's point, so I, I'll, I'll give you that. But I think it was a little much, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I'm not understanding the trades fully yet. Like, I see the names. I know who's who and, and whatnot. But I, I have to evaluate the value of each player um, when I make a trade. Um, something new that I'm learning in uh, fantasy basketball. So I look forward to, to you know, honing my craft there a little bit more. Um, I wanted to talk to you about something. That, now, this is all levels of fantasy. What's your take on, you know, being in leagues that have active players and inactive players? Do you think it's a advantage or disadvantage to the active player? Um, not taking shots here, but, the, you know, we, we've all been in leagues in fantasy, whether it's football, baseball, you know, whatever, uh, basketball. I was in a baseball league where there wasn't – there was 10 teams. I could tell you about seven of them were active. You know what I mean? And, and uh, in football, I only play in leagues where all, you know, contestants are active. They might not be as active as the other guy, but they're all doing things. Uh, we're clearly in a basketball league where not everybody is active. Right. Um, do you think that's an advantage or disadvantage to individual players? I think it depends on the week. Okay. That's. I think it really. I think it's very subjective. But I do like a league that's like I've been in leagues. I've been in for years now. When I've sucked in that league, I have put the best team out. I have played the best team I could possibly uh, possibly play just for the integrity of the league. Because if you're gonna put in. If you're going to put in, you know, green on the game, you're going to put, you know, this league is not very expensive, you know, but I don't care. If I put in $2 to play, I'm playing all the way to the end, even if I'm 0-6, just just for everybody else, because maybe that best team needs me to play well enough for, you know, uh, you know, not that I'm thinking of them to win, but I just want the integrity to stay good. So I think it is subjective, but I'm down. Like, if you're, if you're in a league, just play. Like, you know, I get it. Not everybody's going to be good. I've sucked sometimes, too. But I, it's not, it doesn't take much just to put in your best player and set it and forget it. No, I got you. I think the thing, you know, I've noticed is the fact that, uh, you know, and maybe I'm just because I'm still new and my, and my team stinks so bad. I'm constantly on the waiver wire. And the fact I was able to pick up maybe three guys over the last uh, three weeks that were, you know, drafted by people and then dropped due to injury, but not, you know, I, I just maybe I'm new to fantasy basketball where I don't think people do it often, but there are guys that you should be hawking and, and staying on top of when they come back from injury. There's a few guys I still got my eye on waiting for them to come back from injury. And I'm, you know, there's a guy that I look at and I say, you know, just I click on the app and look and say, okay, when does he come back? And then I'll look, I'll go Google the guy and see what's up with the injury. Hmm. You were able to capitalize on that with Gordon Hayward. And Kyle Kuzma. And Kyle Kyle Kuzma. So, like, you know, for me to be able to grab a guy like Derek Favors and Eric Gordon, I was kind of shocked that that they was able to slip through the cracks. And I feel like for, for me to be in a league like that um, and being able to get players, it's a disadvantage because then there's there's guys like, uh, for example, I, I'm not going to call out names because I don't know who listens to our podcast from this group of people. And I don't like to call anybody out unless I know you listen because uh, I feel like I'm talking behind somebody's back. But there's a player in this team, probably one of the better records. And a player dropped De'Aaron Fox. And I was all over that. You know what I'm saying? I was all over De'Aaron Fox, but I knew that my waiver claim was low. Me too. I had a claim in for him. I couldn't believe it was there. And the fact that I didn't get him and this better team did made me realize, okay, maybe I'm not doing as much as good as I thought because this this better team is watching the waiver wire because he's able to pick up a guy like that. 
Right. You know what I mean? And that's where the disadvantage comes into play because this team is stacked. Yes. His record is really good. He's got the second best record in the league. And his team is just, from my standpoint, it's it's stacked. And I that he four, was able I got a four-point lead on him as we speak. Good, man. I hope you get the dub, <laughs> I need it. I, really I need do. it. <laughs> I really hope you get the dub, man. Um, But, yeah, we just wanted to end with a little fantasy talk. You know, I know that it's not as big as NFL, but we're trying. And hopefully we can gain some listeners with you guys and uh, fans of the NBA. Uh, we plan to do a little bit more with NBA betting. Um, and uh, I don't know, Kevin, you got anything else that you want to discuss with NBA You know, before we wrap this up? No, I'm good for right now. I got everything I had to say, because especially with me starting off with LeBron, I'm glad that they were number one so I can get that out. I just don't understand how this man, uh, like the, that the people hate on him so bad. I don't understand the hate, but um, that's that's really my, it was my biggest topic other than d- diving into some of the other teams. I'm excited about this NBA season. Um, we're recording this Wednesday, January the 1st, New Year's Day. Hopefully we can get this out by the evening time. Uh, I'd love to give out picks like I do with the M- with like I do with the NFL, but we have so much more time. Uh, I ran through a couple things here today on on today's slate. We only got uh, four games tonight, and um, one monster spread: Milwaukee minus eighteen. Uh, you know, you got half the team for the Timberwolves sitting out, but Giannis might not play. I think that's a situation where you hop on, you know, Timberwolves plus eighteen, and and go light with it. You know what I mean? Where if Giannis don't play, I love the Timberwolves getting 18 points. Then again, if Giannis plays, you could pretty much, uh, you know, burn that ticket or that money <laughs> that you put on that game because I think they do roll by over 18. Um, one game I'm kind of interested in looking at is uh, Portland and the Knicks. I-, I like the under in that game. Total sits at 225, Kev. Knicks don't score a lot of points, and Portland struggles because they don't have a lot of guys. That's all I got, really. You know what I mean? I, right. I, I, don't, I have some trends that, that lean that way. Portland going all the way across to the Eastern Conference, all the way from Portland to New York. Um, after New Year's in New York, right? what were them dudes doing last night? <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? I, yes. So I kind of like the under in that game. I'm looking for a lot of sloppy basketball, a lot of lackadaisical defense, and a lot of air balls. However, this is Melo's return to New York. So uh, I want to see how he plays as well. He's going to try to get the buckets. That's going to be an underplay I like tonight. And hopefully we get this out so that people, you know what I like about it? Maybe they play it or maybe they, they, they catch it in time where the play just got done. And they're like, man, maybe this guy Vince knows what he's talking about in basketball too. Um, not a lot of games. Last one, Lakers, Suns. Lakers laying 11 points. A lot of points, but I like the over, 225. Phoenix could score. Lakers can score. You know, got to look into it a little bit more. I got a lot of time. The game starts at 1030. That'd be a nice get-back special uh, if Alabama don't start playing football for me. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I like the over in that game early on tonight uh, just because I, I like both teams to score a lot, and I don't think the Suns play any defense. That's just me. Agreed. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up Episode 38, NBA Edition? Keep it moving. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate the support thus far. I uh, hope, hope you guys like our NBA stuff. We're going to be doing this a little bit more. And uh, if you like the structure, you don't like the structure, let us know. If there's something you want to hear more about, if you're talking about opinions, you ain't going to get it because I'm giving you statistics. You know the deal. I got to get to the spiel. You're listening to the First Pick Podcast, Episode 38, NBA Midseason? Not really, right? We're not. Were we midseason? Uh, not yet. We're a about. Quarter. We're about seven. About seven games short. Yeah. So about a quarter. Okay, a little bit more. Oh, than oh a it's quarter. over a quarter. Like we're we're about seven games away from halfway. Well, we're gonna be we're gonna be hitting you with at least one a week. We're gonna try to get to two. You know, at some point in time. But when NBA's done with, well, 
when NFL is done with, excuse me, we're going to try to get to like two episodes. We'll see how it shapes out. Um, again, you listen to the First Pick Podcast. I am Vinny Goombots. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at V-I-N-N-Y-G-O-O-M-B-O-T-S. And if you want to follow the podcast and all of our social media content, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at The First Pick Pod. Big Kev, tell them where they can find you. Tell them where they can listen and take us out. At BiggestBoss76 on Twitter and Instagram is where you can find me. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Apple iTunes, Google Music. Please rate, review, and share. If you need us on iTunes, please take care of us. You know, on iTunes, it's hard to find. Go to Twitter and you can click on the link. We have a bunch of links up there that Vince puts up because he has the iPod. Um, iPod. He has the iPhone, so he puts up direct links. So you can subscribe. You can review there. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep going uh thanks for listening to the first pick podcast